My name is Noah McGraw. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey there, listeners. This is the Emerald's ASUO podcast. My name is Frankie Benitez, and I'm the ASUO news reporter for the Daily Emerald. And I'm here with... Hi, um, my name is Vicki Gim, and I'm running for the external vice president for the ASUO, and I'm currently um, on Senate as a programs finance committee member and as the Senate treasurer. And today we're going to talk about Vicki and why she's running and kind of get some questions because she couldn't make it to the ASUO uh, town hall hosted by the Emerald a couple days ago. Yeah, um, I had some personal things uh, going on, and so I wasn't able to make it. Just something came up, and I like had to like step out, or yeah, I wasn't available. So, and I think um, my other uh, campaign members may have just said that I was in class just to I don't know, like maintain sensitivity. All right, well that's all right because we've got you now. Um, so, Vicky, can you explain to me and everyone what exactly the role of external VP is and how it's different than internal VP? Yeah, um, the concept of having two vice presidents has been pretty recent. Um, I feel like they didn't have two vice presidents like five years ago. They just had like president and VP. So it really, honestly, it's pretty up in the air and it's pretty um, like dependent on what the needs are for the executive in the coming year. Like they can basically define their own roles. And uh, I there are like certain expectations, I mean, external VP like we expect the external VP to deal with external affairs like lobbying or um or uh managing and working with the external advocate positions such as like federal affairs or state affairs or local affairs uh, uh, assuming that they'll have those positions because the thing about having an executive um is that they can definitely like uh, come up with whatever positions they want and come up with whatever roles that they feel like uh, needs to be on the executive. So there's a lot of flexibility. And um, I mean, there's external affairs, but there's also things such as sitting on the programs recognition committee. Uh, and that's, uh, I think that's outlined in our ASUO constitution that says like the external VP has to sit on this committee and deal with um, ASUO program recognition, stuff like that. So there are definitely some things that are internal, external. I mean, in the most recent years, the internal vice president has sat on the the student senate as a liaison between uh, the executive and the legislative branch. But I don't think that's like very explicitly specified so it could be anyone from the executive that sits on senate like it's really up to uh the executive on how they want to define their roles and like what their vision is for the upcoming year uh so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for uh, external vice president oh yeah so i mean i guess when it comes to the relevant experience i have um i'm one of the only people on campus of like i don't know maybe like four people oh i know between um everybody who will be here next year i'm one of like two people who will have executive and um legislative experience in asuo and i've done a lot of outreach as uh previously the multicultural center's outreach coordinator and i really want to enhance community building on campus and lobbying efforts and campaign building like i feel like asuo doesn't do enough programming and i want to expand that because they, um, I don't know, traditionally, they don't really host their own events. And uh, I feel like we could have better outreach when it comes to our engagement with the student population. Mm -hmm. What initiatives of your slate are you most excited about? 
definitely um, expanding cultural competency because there is um, like uh, I feel like it'd be really productive if more members of the student body were to uh, participate in student uh, in cultural competency trainings. Um, sometimes there are a lot of things that are said around the campus that could be um, said a little more sensitively when it comes to people's uh, backgrounds and identities. And um, oh, also. As a member of the fi- Programs Finance Committee this year and the Senate, I've uh, I've had a lot of experience with budgets, and I know it's not necessarily like in my duty to um, like in my role as external vice president to handle financial affairs. Um, I feel like I could bring a good perspective and definitely help encourage uh, more fiscal responsibility so that we don't have to um, we don't have to increase student fees that much, um, especially when like we. Our student fees are already really high, and it's very nuanced because there are other schools who don't have uh, incidental fees that are as high as ours, but it's because they don't control as many resources as we do. Um, I want to expand on transparency and definitely let the student body know where all their fees are going towards. Yeah. Um, The Emerald just reported that for the last few years, every uh, campaign of ASUO has promised, well, not promised, but it's been part of their slate to work towards getting cultural competency classes for freshmen. Do you know why that hasn't happened yet and how your slate plans to make it happen this year? I mean, I don't know necessarily if um, if that's very feasible because we don't it's not like we have any control over a student um, curriculum. We want to expand on cultural competency programs and like to the best of our ability, like extend its influence when it comes to cultural competency trainings. I don't know if we'd be able to do classes, but definitely like see what we can do when it comes to cultural competency. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right that every year for the past, I don't know, three years or so that people have brought that up. And I think it definitely is a big concern because we want to um, we want to be more inclusive when it comes to uh, the interaction with the student body. Okay. Um, regarding administration, you said, I want to make sure that they know that student power is a force to be reckoned with on campus. Why do you see that as important and how do you plan to approach that? Yeah, uh, administration, they don't really listen to us. I feel like they, um, I feel like their efforts um, to reach out to us or like when they want to host a meeting with us, I don't feel like they're genuine. I feel like they're just kind of doing it for like a photo op or just to for the purposes of saying that they had meetings with students. But I feel like they're never really listening. Like they don't take notes or um, or they kind of like it just kind of flies over their heads. Um, and I feel like because we have so many students on campus that we could definitely harness that power when it comes to people power. Um Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I'm concerned because um, administration or members of the administration make so many decisions without uh, students present when it directly affects us. And that's uh, inherently problematic. All right. Um, you also said that being a single campaign meant compromising your values, that you would prefer to be part of a more progressive campaign. Can you tell me what you meant by this and what specifically about your campaign is not progressive enough? Well, I wish um, people recognized how irrelevant Greek life is when it comes to student government. I feel like I've made that very clear when it comes to interacting with my colleagues um, and how their experiences in Greek life or, I don't know, 
housing or whatever like aren't necessarily relevant and that ASCO exists to stu- like to serve um, student organizations and so I wish uh, people came from I wish the people entering student government were from more social justice organizations more community organizations I wish they were people of marginalized backgrounds because those voices historically have been undervalued and underserved um, I I uh, yeah I mean there are some people on the campaign that I don't feel great about having this it's like two people but um regardless like everyone in our campaign has the necessary experience and the skills to do their jobs I just uh don't agree with them politically and so that's what I mean when I say like I wish like our campaign was a little more progressive I mean it's not ideal but it's uh it would be productive and it's effective Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, Amy Shank and Tess Moore are both um, a part of Greek life. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you feel that having you on this campaign with them, at least since it is the only campaign, is a good way to represent more voices or a good way to, like, show all the different views on campus? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say, like, or I don't want it to come across as I as me intending to be, like, the representative for people of marginalized identities. I I have a lot of respect for both Amy and Tess because all of us have had have had like years of experience in ASUO. And even though they're from Greek life, um, they're I don't think they're like horribly problematic people who are like racist or anything. Um, they're still good people, like despite their involvement in Greek life. I also don't hate Greek life. Everyone thinks I hate Greek life. I just don't think I just don't think their experience um, as Greek life leaders uh, translate well over into student government. I feel like there are better people um, with like more relevant experience who could be occupying these positions. Uh, sorry, what was the question again? Well, um, lots of members of the campaign, Amy and Tess, have talked oh, about yeah. this possibly being a positive because there's more views in a single campaign instead of it being like one view wins. It's true. And like there are a lot of uh, people who are involved in Greek life. Like Greek life is a very big part of the student body population. So I definitely see the value in having people from different pockets of the community uh, represented in one campaign. Okay. And then I also wanted to ask you about uh, the editorial that the Emerald ran. Traditionally, the Emerald endorses a single slate, uh, but this year there was only one slate, so it was a lot different. I heard that you read it and you had some opinions about it, so I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of opinions on it. Um, I Traditionally, yeah, the Emerald endorses a campaign, and this year it seems like they made a deliberate uh, effort to, like, to denounce our campaign and... I think it was borderline slanderous. It was really disappointing, especially when it comes to um, like how much involvement I've had with the Emerald. Like I feel like I've been so compliant. I've assisted with so many articles and stories. I feel like it doesn't create a good relationship between us and the Daily Emerald. Um, I mean, I'll still participate because I definitely think there are some messages that should go out to the student body, and it's a great platform for that. But the uh, the article or the editorial was, um, I feel like it was disrespectful. It was insensitive. It was... Uh, reflective of this continuous practice of the Emerald to not fat fact check as much as they could have. Um, it was uh, it was really disappointing, especially when they said that 
the campaign, the single campaign thing, like, wasn't an accident. It definitely was an accident, and they should have clarified with us before printing uh, their assumptions or their misunderstandings. And I understand it's, like, free press, and you can print whatever you want. It's an opinion piece, but I didn't appreciate the tone of the article. Um, yeah. Well, I'd love to hear from you directly how One Slate came to be and how that all happened and how it ended up being this unprecedented happening of just one slate. Yeah, so um, we definitely weren't planning for there just to be one slate. I mean, it just so happened that other people didn't want to run against us or there was another campaign that had risen um, probably like a week and a half before the filing deadline, but eventually their presidential candidate decided that it was too overwhelming and then she dropped. So, I mean, and at first, like, how Tan was planning on running, but then he got overwhelmed and he got so busy that he dropped. Uh, we had, like, definitely um, probably five or six candidates wanting to run during this season, but they were so overwhelmed with school and other activities or, I don't know, they had other things going on that they weren't able to uh, form a slate or a campaign or they just didn't feel like they had the capacity to run. And it just, like, this is just what happened. Um, It wasn't deliberate. It was, like, it was purely accidental. And I even encouraged other people to run against us. Like, um, people were asking me if they ran a campaign, like, would I support their candidacy, like, despite me being on another campaign, I'd be like, yeah, sure, like, definitely, I definitely, like, I am a firm believer in ballot access, and I even encourage some people to run as write-ins when they couldn't, like, file on time. Vicky, you said you hope to make ASUO Senate more inclusive. Uh, how exactly do you plan to do that? Oh, well, um, I really want people to have more communication when it comes to interacting with student groups. Um, Senate, I feel, I mean, Senate works on a couple resolutions, but they're like purely, okay, resolutions, honestly, I feel are pretty useless. They don't enact any policy changes. They just kind of like make a statement when it comes to ASUO's, um, I don't know, standpoint on certain issues or They have some policy changes, but they're, like, purely financial. And other than that, I feel like Senate is full of, I mean, like, surplus managers. Like, there's one big pot of money that they all manage together. And um, I wanted it to be more inclusive because I feel like a lot of people don't understand how, like, how they have, like, two primary roles and that's, being liaisons to the student groups and also being fiscally responsible. And uh, I feel like there isn't enough communication. As external VP, I wouldn't have any role in how Senate functions because like that would be a separate branch. Um, And I don't want to like overstep, but Senate in the past has been pretty problematic. I mean, I've heard people say uh, like that students should be more professional and that they should like uh, one time a senator said that they don't understand why cultural groups should get funding or like stuff along those lines. And um, I want senators to understand how uh, how critical it is to, that we have these cultural community organizations in ASUO and to be respectful of other people's uh, cultures. Yeah, stuff like that. So how do you plan to make ASUO in general more accessible and like get students involved in what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I hope... Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe we should start doing our office hours outside of the outside of the ASUO office because the ASUO office is pretty exclusive. It's kind of like this little bubble and we all just like trap ourselves in and then we um, kind of just interact uh, amongst each other and we don't really talk to enough students. I mean, students definitely come in and ask questions about how ASUO operates or like funding decisions, but it's uh, it doesn't seem like there's a very welcoming environment. So I want to... I want to perhaps dismantle like some of the respectability standards that we have uh, tacitly implemented as ASUO and definitely make it more welcoming and uh, I don't know, just more open to students. All right. So on a more personal note, I want to ask you just how you're feeling about the prospect of most likely becoming external vice president. I know you've been very involved. Um, are you excited about the prospect of taking on this role or how are you feeling? I'm a little worried because when it comes to external affairs, um, there are a lot of things that happen uh, off campus and I don't know how to drive. So I think I should probably learn how to drive and I don't know how long that'll take me because I'm a little scared of driving. But I definitely, um, it's like that's tied into how I want to bring more students to like Salem or to different conferences or um, just like our reaching to other parts of the community that aren't um like just within our like near vicinity all right that's all we have time for today everyone uh thank you so much to vicky for coming and talking to me today yeah no problem i'm happy to be here in the spirit of communication and transparency which i definitely prioritize (laughs) emerald editorial board come at me um i'm always happy to help and again, I'm Frankie Benitez. You can follow me on Twitter at zero. It's Frankie zero here with Vicky Gim running for external vice president this year with UO for you. If you liked what you heard here, you can find more Emerald podcasts on our website, dailyemerald.com, or you can subscribe to Emerald Media on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>